0: And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake here on another Monday night, just past 7 o'clock hour, here on WXVU 89.1 The Roar. Again, thank everybody for listening, and as always, we are coming to you live from the Villanova University here on a dreary, dark, cold, well not cold, but dark, dreary day here at Villanova, but... We have a lot to get to tonight. I know uh, we were not uh, on the air last week. Well, actually, we were on the air, but at the fin for the round of 32 game. Um, and then, of course, uh, as all of you know, we were in South Carolina on Friday to compensate the Sweet 16 loss for Villanova to Miami. 70-65, uh, to your final from Bon Secours Wellness Arena. Uh, it was a fun, fun couple of days, but didn't end the way we wanted to, and, uh, you know, as always, we welcome our esteemed co-host, Mr. Zach Tipton from Spearfish, South Dakota. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing really well. How about yourself? Doing all right? Doing all right? A little it's tired?
1: A, it's a, I, I feel that. I'm a little tired. We had a busy day. We went to, uh, Odyssey and visited, uh, yeah. our Professor Ian Bush's studio, and it was a great time, but it was a little tiring, and it's a little rainy out, too, so.
0: Yeah. Um, but anyway, to get into it here, we got a lot to get into tonight. But first, in our first uh, 15 here, we're going to get into Maddie Segrist, uh Big news say she declared for the WNBA draft. There's some speculation that she possibly could come back for a fifth year with the NIL deals and such. But she chose to take her talents to the WNBA after her... Really career-setting year for Villanova. Um, back-to-back Big East Player of the Year. Led the nation in scoring at 29, 29.2 points per game. Scored 20 or more points in all 37 games this season. Which set an NCAA Division One record this century. 17 games of 30 or more points. Uh, almost 3,000 po- career points. 2,896. One thousand one hundred and two rebounds, uh, just ridiculous stats. You'll never find another like her. Um, she had thirty-one points, thirteen rebounds, five steals, and the loss uh, to Miami on Friday. Um, and I actually didn't know this, Zach, because um, we were wondering like, why was this decision made so early. Well, they actually have a rule. WNBA does that you have to make your decision within 48 hours after your game's over the tournament really
1: well and it should be so quick because the WNBA draft is only like 13 days like two weeks away so I understand why that's quick but 48 hours feels like a very short amount of time I guess you gotta give teams the ability to scout you and know that who's there I guess that makes sense uh, with the draft coming so close to the end of the March Madness here, I guess that makes sense. Um, still kind of crazy to me, but that's fair. that makes sense. That makes sense
0: a bit. Yeah, so she is off the WNBA. I had an article here about it, and now I can't. Oh, here it is. Um, but, yeah, she uh, you know, had released a statement today saying that she will no longer be with Villanova. Um, she said, quote, I can't thank Villanova enough for welcoming me into the greatest community on earth. From the first days I, from the first day I stepped onto campus, I knew this would be my forever home. My college basketball career is everything that I dreamed of and more. However, when I look back on my career it is the people at Villanova and the relationships that I made that I am going to cherish forever. Um, so actually... There was a month. So okay. So the reason. So you're probably people are wondering. Well, the Mondays after forty-eight hours. So, um, I guess up until Sweet Sixteen, you had un- so you had until Monday today to declare. Okay. After that, if you're still playing like Final Four or national championship, you have forty-eight hours after those games to make a decision. Okay. So.
1: So that makes sense. Uh, still, um. We we will always call her probably the greatest ever. Being a Villanova basketball uniform, yeah. what she's done on the court, all the records she broke, she did the, the the academic achievements off the court.
0: Yeah, scholar athlete of the year.
1: I mean everything she did, she did for Villanova. She did for this community. She did for herself, and it was incredible to watch. She's one of the best humans to ever do it. She's one of the most humble people I've ever had the ability to watch play. Uh, Whenever you go to her post-game press conference, you'd have no idea she's one of the top players in the country. No. Um, Besides all the questions, asking her what it's like to be one of the best players in the country, uh, you want to know it from her. Um, And so she is one of a kind. We're never going to have another like her. Uh, Jalen Brunson said, you know, the minute she leaves Villanova, they should hang her jersey in the rafters. Honestly do it right now that's my opinion but no she's one of the best to ever do it she'll have her jersey hung up very fast and you know there was a chance i felt like that she might come back but i kind of realized after that i'm like there's not really a chance she's accomplished everything somebody can accomplish in college basketball and it sucks but she is one of the best, and she's going to have a great career in the WNBA. Even if she's not making that much money, she's going to be one of the best ever year in the WNBA, and you, I can tell that.
0: Yeah, Denise Dillon, head coach of Villanova, said the, the statistical numbers that she recorded are going to be there forever, which is so special when you see that, what Maddie accomplished throughout her amazing career. With that said, when you leave your mark on people as Maddie has, there's nothing greater. I think that is by far the greatest accomplishment as a student athlete where you can be recognized as being an authentic person as opposed to just a great athlete. Maddie will continue to impact the world in whatever she does. Um, I did look at um, some mock drafts um, about number four or five right yeah four seems kind of like the spot here fourth overall pick the Washington Mystics yes that's uh, on ESPN that's what I saw the fourth overall pick
1: me. I, I mean that's a perfect first she stays in the east coast uh, DC a little bit a little bit further from home but it's I think she'd like that I think she enjoyed that uh, to bad Philadelphia doesn't have a basketball team I'm pretty sure no, he do not She'd be the she'd be the first overall pick. Philadelphia had a team, yeah. But you know, uh, unfortunately, but I'm that's exciting for her. Congrats to her. Um, I'm, i believe that pays around sixty to four sixty to seventy thousand a year. So, uh, yeah, um, she's gonna be really freaking, she's gonna be really freaking good, and. She'll go down as the best to ever. Do it in the in Villanova in a Villanova uniform, and she's one of the best. So just I we wish her all the best. Obviously, we've got to see yeah. her play in person a lot now. Uh, that 50 pointer against Seton Hall was really special. Uh, that's one of my favorite moments I ever watch because she was on something that day. She couldn't miss. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's um. Very fun to watch, like, her play. And I think the coach of Cleveland State said it best when he I was asked, uh, how do you defend Maddie Segrist? And he was like, you stay in the hotel. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, that's very accurate. Um, although, unfortunately, if career I ended with kind of a poor shooting night against Miami. But she uh, she was one of the best, and she'll never – We'll never look at that ever because what she did for this team, what she did for this program, what she did for this city. Because, like we said, the Villanova women's team was the only Philly team to make it to any March Madness uh, this no. this sure, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, temp- neither, no Temple, no St. Joe's, no Drexel, no, Vil- no Villanova men's. None of those teams made it to uh, the NCAA tournament. Uh, so... She kind of carried that city, the city, and she kind of carried this school and this program. And it was our first Sweet Sixteen since 2003. So, congrats to Maddie. We wish you all the best. You're going to be a really great Washington Mystic if you go there. But you're going to be great for whoever to do, whoever decides to draft you.
0: Yeah, and, and this game against uh, Miami just uh, it was tough. I mean three-point shots, only two of 16 for Villanova. That kind of hurt. A lot. Um you know, Miami shot forty five point six percent from the field, which was I'll say a lot worse before that. It was like sixty three percent at one point at during that game. Uh free throw wise, they made eighty eight percent of their free throws, which normally is about seventy one percent. So the big and also rebounding forty three twenty 43 32 in favor of Miami in terms of rebounds which is big cuz they had a lot of uh you know second chance points and and ones they also tur- I mean Miami did turn the ball over 21 times which is a lot um but they still came out with the win here over Villanova um so yeah that 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 about uh, that's what happened essentially on Friday. I think just went cold from three and you know, I thought the defense was lackluster, especially in the first half. Um, you know, just a lot of fouling, a lot of inside shots. Um I mean Jasmine Roberts, who averages six five point nine points per game, scored twenty seven in this game. Twenty six points career high including a three-point play with 38.8 seconds ago, which essentially ruined Villanova's chances in that game. Uh, Zach, what, what are your thoughts at the end of that game there and kind of what happened?
1: Yeah, so here's what happened. Uh, Villanova actually, like, came back from the moment we were very depressed, obviously 21 points down. Um, Felt like we were very much out of this game. Felt like it was over. They went on an eight-point run to start the second half, and it felt like... You know, that was a good season. But then they came back. Uh, Maddie Segrist really put this team on her back, did everything defensively, did everything offensively. And I mean that in every way possible. She really did everything in that, come, in that comeback. And, you know, we brought it all the way down, took the lead a couple of times. And then, yeah, it was... It just, you know, we got tired, to think. We kind of realized we put all our effort into coming back. We didn't yeah. have much energy left to finish. And... You look at a team that really no one was shooting well at all on our team, besides Segrest, and then Segrest went cold after we got we came back. It was just like there was nothing you could really do. Uh, she was putting up great shots; they were just going in and out. Uh, every shot it felt like by our, by our team was going in and out, unless you're Maddie Burke, then everything was going airballed. Uh, but you know, it just was. It was really kind of a It was just kind of unfortunate. Nothing was hitting from us for any player. Uh, no one really got a chance at it. Lucy made a few shots early and then kind of stopped shooting. Uh, I felt like Lucy could have taken some shots late, but she kind of didn't. You know, it came on to the end, and we put the ball in Maddie Segrist's hands, and just the shots weren't falling. I mean, it just, they looked good. They looked like they were on target. Their shots usually makes, yeah. and they're just not falling. And then having to force some shots late try to get this thing and then. Once I got the free throws, it was basically over. We had no shot at coming back. Uh, it was unfortunate, but, you know, no one expected Jasmine Roberts to go for 31. 26. What, yeah, it felt like 31. Um, 26. No one expected her to go for 26. No one expected her to not miss a shot. You know, we had in foul trouble early, which I think was what helped our comeback. We got tr- we got Harden and Roberts in foul trouble in the third, which sent them out, and Pendate as well. as, uh, We got all threw them kind of out of the game for a while, and that allowed us to come back. And once they came back in, you know, had no answer for them. You know, we finally maybe got Destiny Harden to stop making baskets, but after that it was all Roberts still. She she couldn't miss. You know, it just was unfortunate. You know, Roberts is a great player, but she wasn't. That's not the player we're going to see from Roberts on a day-in, day-out basis. I mean, it's just insane what she did. Uh, and unfortunately, when you have a person, when you have a few people that are that hot, Destiny Harden and Roberts were that hot in the first half, and Roberts was hot throughout. And even if, even without Cavender doing really anything, you know, they just kind of blew Haley Cavender doing anything. They kind of just blew us up, and nothing you can do when they, when somebody is that hot and making all those shots. You know, we did all we could when they were off the floor, and then once they came back again, they just kept staying hot. It's just unfortunate.
0: Yeah. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back talk about the men's and women's sermon on the other side. Save the date for the next exhibition at VU Art Gallery, our spring show titled Father Richard G. Canuli: a painter's pilgrimage, celebrates the secular and liturgical works of Father Richmond Richard. This memorial ex- exhibition serves as closure to a cura- curatorial legacy. Father Richard's Genre bending art is colored with drama, demonstrated in every, everything from his liturgical vestments to his plain, art waterco- plain air watercolors. Opening reception with food and drinks will be Tuesday, April 13th from 4 to 6 p.m. in the Art Gallery, located on the second floor of Connolly. All are welcome. WXU sends our deepest gratitude to Dina Lay for all she did for us in our four years as station advisor and assistant director for media programs at Villanova. You wish her the best of best of luck in her new role in multimedia at the Community College of Philadelphia. Thank you, Dina. So getting back in here to the uh, start of the women's side of things. Um, we saw last night Miami got wrecked by LSU, which was pretty nice to see. They lost uh, fifty-four to forty-two to LSU uh and uh Kim Mulkey is just ridiculous I mean she's been at LSU two years yep and she already has her to a final four
1: yep she, that. she really worked the transfer portal obviously Angel Reese transfer from Maryland um And a a, a lot of their team is transfers as well. So she really worked the transfer portal. She got her players. uh, She said in her press conference before the uh, Sweet 16 game that she actually talked to Reese, talked about going hard for Reese before she committed to Maryland even. And Reese was very set on staying home for, staying at home in Maryland for her first couple of years, and then once uh, Mulkey got to LSU, somebody told her that Reese was entering the transfer portal, and Mulkey went hard to get her. Uh, Mulkey put all the stops to get Reese on her team, and she was successful. And now Angel Reese is a player of the year candidate, basically. Not really. She's like the fifth person on the list. She's not in the top four, but she's the player of the year candidate. She's an incredible player. She had an incredible. Um uh regional. I think believe she was named all tournament uh player of the yeah, week. Yeah, I was sure uh, eighteen rebounds in this game. Twelve points, eighteen rebounds. I least she was known no I think she's named the all the player of the player of the regional. Which we voted on. Which we did vote on. I voted for her to do it I, because I she's did. incredible. Uh although Maddie Seagrets had a case for it, even though their team didn't make it. But no. I think um it was incredible. what Mulkey's done and her press conference was incredible um for those of you that obviously didn't really listen to it because you're only focused on Nova like her press conference was absolutely just remarkable and how well she speaks and how amazing she answers questions was so fun to listen to I had the opportunity to listen kind of watch her and then listen to her and it was incredible she really knows how to work a room. She really knows how to work the media, and it was fun. So, not she's a top-tier coach. She's in the Hall of Fame for a reason, and, yeah, she's got LSU to the Final Four.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, the three-point shooting in this game was terrible. One for 27 combined from both teams. Uh, One of 12 for LSU. 30% from the field. Miami missed all 15 of theirs. Tigers out-rebounded out Miami 49-35. Miami somehow only got to the line nine times in this game. Um, Roberts have 22 in this game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, LSU just kind of showed they're the better team in this one. And the other game, you had Iowa take down Colorado with Caitlin Clark posting a triple double.
1: You had Iowa beating Louisville in the in the lead eight.
0: Or, I'm sorry, Louisville. Yeah, but it was a blowout. Fourteen 97
1: points, ninety-seven, points. eighty-three. Yeah. yeah, ninety-seven points is insane. Like, who does that? Forty-one points for Caitlin Clark.
0: Yeah. And she had a triple Clark
1: had a 41 points. Like, excuse me. Yeah, and she had a 41 point triple double. Yeah. <gasps> like, who does that?
0: Yeah. Crazy.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I Maddie Sig is my favorite player of all time, but 41 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. I mean, that's no
1: one's crazy. beating Kaylin Clark for player of the year. Yeah, she's got like, player of the year. Like, she's. Gonna be one of the best to ever do it as well. Like, I don't understand how a 41 point triple double even happens in women's basketball. Uh, that's insane. So, anyway, Kaitlin Clark is insane.
0: Um, I first don't, Final Four since 1993. For did they not
1: make it? No, they got upset last year. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's insane. I was gonna have a good chance right now. The SC game is on right now. Oh, South Carolina game. Actually,
0: Maryland's winning that game.
1: By one, early in the first. That will not be for long. Uh, But no, you know, it's a really fun... It's a great environment. Honestly, you got a little more upsets in this year's March Madness, which is awesome. You never see a 9-3 in the Elite Eight uh, in Women's March Madness, or a 5-2. That doesn't happen that often. You know, we always call Women's Pretty Chalk, but... Yeah, it was it was not chalk this year, so that's fun.
0: Yeah, Haley Van Lith for Louisville, twenty-seven points. Olivia Cochran, twenty and fourteen rebounds. Haley Van Lint is such a good player as well, though. Shout out to her; she's the best player on Louisville.
1: She's one of the top players in that region, and she's really friends with Caitlin Clark
0: and stuff. So that's a really Clark good. Had they eight were really. Threes. What? Clark had eight of the sixteen Iowa threes.
1: That's insane. insane. Like, no. That shouldn't be legal.
0: And she's pulling up from the logo at 22 points, eight assists in the first half. Just crazy what she can do on a basketball court. I saw a video of, of her in high school. It was like a big playoff game. And the student section for the opposing team was like chanting like overrated. Which she don't do when Caitlin Clark's on I disagree
1: on with your student section.
0: Uh, Caitlin Cork dropped 43 in that game. Yep. And every time she scored, looked over at that student section every single time. Every time. Love that. Which is crazy. I mean, it just, that just shows how good she is. Um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So you have Iowa and LSU in the final four. And then you'd have, uh, the winner of South Carolina and Maryland play Iowa. That's that South Carolina Iowa game is gonna be so good. We'll see. I mean, Maryland's giving them a run. We'll see here. We'll see what happens. I know. I I know. I know. It's probably gonna be like about fifteen or twenty point. But you never know. You know. You know that's why they play the games. I mean, who would have thought Miami would have been the elite eight? Nobody before this. Before this yeah, tournament. Yeah, I don't think Villanova did either. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. Uh. Uh. And, and then uh, the winner, Virginia Tech-Ohio State. No one thought that matchup would have been in the Elite Eight. Everyone thought UConn was getting out of that region. UConn with that upset, yeah. First time out in the Final Four in like 11 years or something. Or no, out
1: before the Elite Eight ever. Like in like, what, I think it's like 16 years or 20, wow. before the 20 years since they've not been in made it in the Elite Eight. It's some insane streak like that. That's like Ohio State beat them by twelve. It wasn't even close. Yeah, I don't. What
0: what happened in this game? I picked UConn to win at all. Well, that that was a terrible decision on your part. <laughs> I thought they were gonna come back beat North South Carolina in that national championship.
1: Oh, uh, fair. But yeah, no. I mean, hey, Lil Lopez on a shell has all of a sudden turned herself into a possible WNBA pick with her performances recently. Uh, 25 points in that game. U.S. had 13. Fud had 14. How did this team not win? What did they allow? McMahon had 1230 points. Sheldon had 17. 11. Yeah. I mean, everyone on Ohio State went off, though. And Nika Mule had a pretty bad game, which I'm always happy to see when Nika Mule has a bad game. We are not the biggest Nika Mule fans in the studio. I'll tell you that much right now. I'm a very big Nick and Mule not fan. <laughs> uh and Albe Griffin did absolutely nothing.
0: Yeah, this game.
1: Aaliyah Edwards only played 18 minutes. Yes. She had on foul trouble really early on. Must have foul trouble really early. That's why. That's why right there. Aaliyah Edwards only played 18 minutes of this game. Wow. Their best player. Well. That's what happens. She once
0: got fouls early. Maryland up four. What? Maryland up by four late in the first. Uh yeah,
1: tell me like the third quarter with the scores at that point. Uh no, but hey, UConn getting upset always brings the warmth to my heart. <laughs> not not like, Miami. It's not like
0: J.R.R. Tolkien over there.
1: Thank you. Now, now, uh Oh, I don't know. I don't know what J.R. Tolkien sounds like because I don't read the book. <laughs> you but, don't read the book. But uh, anyway, now we need Miami to do the same thing and upset UConn in the men's side,
0: which we're gonna get into right now, which is a great segue into it. Thank you. We got about. Well, actually, well, you know what? We're gonna get to that on the other side. We're gonna take a quick break. Come out. Come back. Let's talk the craziness of this men's March Madness. Talk the bracket. the March Madness, the madness of March, and then. Get into some opening day talk because it's coming up a couple days. Keep it here as far as it takes with Jake 89.1 The Roar. This is your reminder.
1: If you've been prescribed antibiotics, be sure to finish them as prescribed by your healthcare provider, even if you start to feel better. Finishing the full course of antibiotics prevents the growth of drug resistant germs, reinfection, and worsening symptoms. In the Know with NOVA Nurses, this message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. Are you experiencing anxiety and need a break to relax with a furry friend? Well, lucky for you, Villanova's Office of Health Promotion has pet therapy almost every Wednesday from 12 to 1 p.m., Enjoy hanging out with our furry friends from the Palace for Life organization in the East Lounge of Doggerty Hall. They have dogs who love belly rubs and hugs and a bunny, too. We hope to
0: see you there. This PSA is brought to you by Senior Nursing Students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. And welcome back into Support Takes with Jake here in WXVU at the bottom of the hour here. And uh, men's side here, madness of March is mad right now. It's insane. Um, you have Florida Atlantic winning the East, Mm which no one thought. No one. Nope. You have San Diego State winning the South. Yes. South. Um, UConn winning the West. And then uh, <laughs> Miami winning the Midwest. I'm gonna be honest. The
1: only one that was plausible was the UConn making the Final Four. That was the only one that was plausible for this yeah. tournament.
0: The other three teams just.
1: I had two of those teams losing in the first round. I had, I had three. I had two, I had. I had basically three of those teams I had losing
0: used in the first round. I had. I actually had San Diego State. No, I had San Diego State in my round of 32, losing. I had UConn losing in the Sweet 16, and I had Miami losing second round. Yeah, second round.
1: I had San Diego State uh, out first round of Charleston, FAU out first round of Memphis, Mm -hmm. Miami out second round of Indiana, and then UConn in my final four.
0: So I got that one right, but... If UConn doesn't win this Final Four, that's just a travesty. Yeah. I mean, this team...
1: If UConn doesn't win at it all, it's a travesty. No team in this Final Four should have a chance versus UConn. No. They just beat the only team I thought that had a chance against them by 26.
0: Which was Gonzaga yeah. or Arkansas or Gonzaga? Gonzaga. And I thought you, Texas would have beat him, but Texas didn't make it. What do you think of the comparisons that people are making? I think they're kind of fraudulent to the 2018 Villanova team that went, ran through the tournament wrecked everybody. I think you kind of ease, I mean, especially now the Final Four is a much easier path. Well, here's the thing they faced a, a team
1: in Iona that was losing their head coach in the first round. Then they had they St. Mary's, who's a WCC school in the second round. I don't trust WCC no. schools ever.
0: Then he had never Arkansas. trust WCC schools. Yeah. I want to point they that out. They prove it year after year after year. And Then you had Arkansas. And because sweet Kansas 16.
1: got upset. If Kansas plays UConn, we might be talking about a different story here. Yeah. UConn. And then they play Gonzaga, which, like I said, never Another trust WCC, WCC yep. schools. And i we're facing Miami, and then we'll face San Diego State FAU. Like this is the easiest run to the his like might be easy
0: in the history of the NFL That's in, the entire, in the
1: entire in the entire history. I mean, Villanova
0: had to play; they had to beat Kansas. West Virginia. They had to beat Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and Michigan. And Michigan. Had, it was hot. They we were all powerhouses that year. Yeah, I think Kansas was what was they a one that year or a two? Kansas was a one. We were a two. We were a one. We were a one. Mm-hmm. West Virginia was good. Oklahoma was like a one or two that year or something. Yeah. Michigan was like a two or three that year. And we dominated every single opponent. I mean, we beat Oklahoma by 43 Yeah. in the final four. It was like 90-something to like 50. We beat Michigan by 16. Beat Kansas by double digits. I mean, like. That team had four first-round picks. Mm-hmm. UConn is, like, maybe one. I don't even know if they have any. I don't even know. Yeah, no, there's no
1: comparison between UConn and Villanova. No, so UConn it's not making a comparison. Based, it's so annoying.
0: Um, Well, it's just UConn fans being UConn fans. And Now, they say UConn's ranked number one in Ken Palm, according to this CBS article. But, like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just... You're facing a Mountain West San Diego State team, who did beat Alabama. You got to give them credit. I mean, they did they, number one overall seed in the tournament. And or you got a, uh, a Atlantic FAU,
1: an Atlantic Sun team, or an ACC school,
0: but not like an ACC powerhouse. Like just an ACC. Not like Duke. It's not like North Carolina. It's Miami. Yeah. Miami. I don't
1: know. This tournament's so weird, and UConn's going to win because they're going to have such an easy run to the tournament. And if they lose, Dan Harley Dan might be an embarrassment to this country. Uh,
0: but, <laughs> yeah. Um, what are your thoughts like overall? Because I mean, we haven't been here in a couple weeks because of the Villanova women's run and everything else. Like, I mean, no one or two seeds in the final four. Can I be completely straight up with you? No one seeds in Elite Eight either.
1: This is going to sound like a terrible take. I love March Madness, right? I love it. No, I do The upsets in the first and second rounds that you get sometimes, you get like 11 seed or 15
0: seed making a run. Yeah, it's good. It's is cool. incredible. It's fun, yeah. But when
1: we get to like the final four. You want
0: blue bloods. You want...
1: I want, like. I want some one seeds. I want some two seeds. You I'll want take a good three. Good I'll take like a nine seed maybe once or a while, like a f- a five seed or an eight. Or like last year, North Carolina with an eight seed. Yeah, but they're but like, they're a
0: historically like powerhouse like that, program.
1: This to me isn't fun it's because just it's just boring. like boring. It's four. It's three bad teams and a UConn to me. Like yeah. that. Like I don't know. It's just anything out of March, right? It's gonna be a fun final four no matter what. Like this is so cool to see how. Insanely, insane the tides have changed from last year, and it was all Blue Bloods, too. Yeah. This year, it's kind of cool to me, but, like, on the other hand, I kind of wish there was, like, a one or two seed. Like, I want to see, like, uh, a best of best, like, high-powered matchup at this point, but yeah. you're not going to get that right now. Um, like, imagine you get, like, a Miami FAU final. Like, that oh doesn't, God. that sounds like the that most boring final ever. Um, but... But and yeah, like I And mean, to be like, honest, like none of these teams really feel like Cinderellas no. either though. Like FAU beat fairly Dickinson. That kind of ruined them as a Cinderella. No one really liked them after that. Um Miami knocked off uh Miami really is Miami. They're a C they beat Houston. San Diego State maybe you consider a a Cinderella run kind of thing, but they're still five seed. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. It's just it's think a- about
0: you think about the classic matchup, but right? you think about Duke uh what was it? Duke and Kentucky when Christian Leitner went had the perfect game or yeah, I think it was against Kentucky. Um or you had a couple years ago at Duke uh or no, you had uh like you just think about all these games between like Kansas North Carolina. Car- North Carolina Villanova twenty sixteen. North Carolina Nova, Michigan Nova, Kansas Villanova. Uh, Duke,
1: North Carolina, North Carolina, Nova, Kansas, Kansas last
0: year, like North like Carolina year, Final like, Four, Villanova, Kansas Final Four, Kansas, North Carolina Championship game.
1: What was the year? It was like Kentucky, UConn, like even that's a good matchup. Kentucky. Right? Like,
0: what was the year? Was Wisconsin and it was Wisconsin, Kentucky or something like that?
1: It was not Kentucky, Wisconsin beat Kentucky in the Final Four,
0: but yeah, Wisconsin, Kentucky no, then, but, but yeah,
1: Wisconsin lost to somebody in that round. I forget. I think it was North Carolina. It was North Carolina, Wisconsin, North oh, Carolina.
0: Okay, but even that, like, yeah, that's a cool, you know, blue blood matchup. You know, you're not gonna get that this year. You're you gonna know? get
1: a UConn, San Diego State, or a UConn FAU.
0: Yeah, like, like I wanted to see like K State get in the Final Four. You wanted to see
1: K State would have been the fun one. I really like wanted to see K State UConn would have been pretty
0: cool. I you know. think K
1: State would have been such a fun team to watch more because they had two NBA prospects, Keontae Johnson and uh, Marquise Noel. Noel. And Lord Noel was. Beast. Noel is an insane human. So good. Like, I. He's so fun to watch. He is an absolute treat to watch on the basketball floor.
0: Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, he had, like, 19 assists in that, g- in that game. Um,. But, yeah, yeah no, I, I, I agree. I do want to see more of a – I mean, it's March Madness. You know, It's kind of how it goes. But, you know, I think when you get down to the Final Four National Championship, you want to see the best teams in the country go at it. And you're not really going to see that this year. I mean, they could say UConn number one on Ken Palm. But, like, they just didn't look it to me. I mean, like, we saw them play a lot this year. They didn't seem like the best team.
1: I mean, they were one. They were the one overall team for a while. But the problem was is they had a really bad stretch. They lost like
0: six of eight games. And I mean, then after, no that, they, that. after
1: that, they went back to being dominant again. But
0: I don't know. It just was. Do you think it will be UConn-FAU or UConn-San Diego State in a final? Or do you think Miami has any chance of beating UConn? <laughs>
1: no. Uh, UConn-San Diego State, I mean, I think San Diego State's chem bombs ratings are too good right now.
0: Um, it was at, pretty split on here between FAU and San Diego State.
1: I think it's going to be UConn on CSU, and I think UConn's going to dominate by, like, 35.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it would be that much, but I think it would be UConn by, like, 15 over San Diego State. Like, you UC, see UConn have a bad game, and I don't know if that's possible. Um. But, yeah, that, that's... The men's tournament's just been insane. I mean... I really wanted Texas to beat Miami and Texas to beat UConn. Texas would, could, Texas would have been there. That would have been a fun matchup. Texas and UConn. Mm hmm. Like, Alabama went out.
1: I would have loved to see a K State, Creighton, Texas, UConn. That was the final four I wanted. Oh, yeah. That would have been hype. That would have been incredible. Yeah, that would have been
0: a really good final four.
1: You actually have four teams that are, like, legit. Fun to watch. Yeah. San Diego State's not fun to watch for me. Miami is not fun to watch for me. FAU's kind of fun to watch. FAU's fun to watch, but I still think Kansas State's more fun to watch. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, I wanted to watch Noel win this thing. I wanted to watch Keontae Johnson complete this, like, insane comeback from collapsing on a floor versus Florida in, in, a, floor, in a Florida uniform to winning the national
0: championship for Kansas State. I wanted that. Yeah. But. Um... What do I do next? You want to go to opening day? Being it, opening day. All right. So
1: opening day.
0: So Phillies announced their roster today. Wait, morning. my
1: guess is Zach Wheeler will be the starting pitcher. <clears throat> Aaron Nola.
0: Sixth straight year, Aaron Nola will be the opening day starter. Really, dude? He's statistic. Well, it's close, but Nola has been very, very, very good. Very good. I drafted Wheeler on my fantasy team, though. Oh, then you'll get him on Saturday instead of Thursday. Fair. Um, here it is. JT Real Muto, Garrett Stubbs are your catchers. Derek Hall, Bryson Stott, Trey Turner, Alec Bohm, Edmundo Sosa, and Josh Harrison, your infielders. Kyle Schwarber, Brandon Marsh, Nick Castells, Jake Cave, and Luke Guthrie are your outfielders. Um... A notable omission is Reese Hoskins, tours ACL on what, that, Thursday, non-contact, torn ACL injury. Um, Guthrie would be the backup center fielder. Um, Jay Caves, another left-handed starting option in the outfield against right-handed pitching. Zach, I know you're a Jake Cave hater. I love his name, but this year, 22 of 50, 440 in spring training, four doubles, three triples, three homers, and 14 ribbies. Yeah, uh, I'm going to tell you this right now, Jake. Don't get your hopes
1: up with Jake Cave. Um, we don't have to have him play every day. He can just play every now and then. Yeah,
0: he plays every now and then and strikes plus, out three times a plus game. Plus, we don't need him to have yeah, him out there in the field. And he doesn't have the bat. He's not a good field for either, though. So. It's all right. He's not a good fielder either. Better than Schwarber. Castell <laughs> is kind of a decent fielder, but though. Here's the thing.
1: JK, former twin. That's why we're talking about this, obviously. Um, been on the Twins for a while. Made the roster. I believe his debut was back in 2018, I want to say. Or the year of the BOMA squad, I believe, was his op- was when he made his uh, uh, opening day, when he made his debut. Um, kind of touted prospect almost people looking at him really good and just never hit didn't know how to hit I don't know where they thought he could hit but he couldn't hit uh started off fine I think I think he had a homer in his first game and then I don't think he did anything after that and um kept getting called back up sent down called back up sent down called back up sent down never hit in the majors no matter how many times he got called up, he would hit like, I think he had 160 the one year he played a full year in the majors. Uh, was not good. Um, got sent down for most of the year last year before finally getting called up kind of late in the year. Hit a couple of home runs, I think, like very late in the year, but like besides that, he really didn't hit again. Uh, kind of was was a, was a, was a complete offensive liability. Um, and then defensively, He's got some arm strength, but to be honest, he's also he's not really that great he's not a guy you want to see out in your outfield, really. Um, so I know J.K. well enough to know that, like, yes, he looks good in spring training because trust me, there's a reason he made like roster every time as his spring training numbers were off the charts every year for the Twins, um, and then just never did anything in the majors. Um, so I can't be a I can't be a J.K. supporter. I can't really look at that. I look at J. Cave about as good as I looked at Kyle Gibson last year for you guys, um, which was I thought he was terrible and I was correct. Um, yeah, so fantastic. I don't think he's going to – he'll probably get sent out of the minors pretty soon.
0: Yeah, and then the uh, the bullpen – well, starting pitchers, Nola Wheeler, Tayshaun Walker, Bailey Falter, and Matt Strom, as Ranger Suarez is dealing with Forearm hurt. forearm tightness. Andrew Painter doing with elbow problems. 19 year old Phenom. Eight Man Bullpen Dominguez Alvarado. Gregory Soto, who we got from the uh, Tigers, Craig Kimbrough from the White Sox. Andrew Bilotti, Connor Brogdon, Junior Marte, and Vasquez. Um they're both Marte and Vasquez are both from the Giants. Marte a nice slider combined with a ninety-eight mile power ninety-eight mile per hour heater. Um and also big news that Aaron Nola and the team have cut off their uh contract negotiations. Um he had a three point two five ERA last year, 0.96 whip and thirty-two starts. Um he and Corbin Burns are the only pitchers in the majors with uh, with, uh, that low of an ERA and whip in at least 200 innings. In 2022, Nola struck out 235 batters and walked only 29. He's the only pitcher in MLB history with that many strikeouts and so few walks since uh, you know what season this has done? Jim Whitney in what year? I mean, I have no idea. I'm going to say like 1981. Not even close. 1884 for the Boston Bean Eaters. What? <laughs> um, they're saying that Nola would probably start at what Rodon got, six years, $162 million. Probably want more than that, though, because... Nola struck out 422 batters in 310 to two-thirds innings. 2.67 ERA. Um, Rodon only has two seasons of at least 160 innings pitched in eight years in the in the bigs. Nola has five of those such seasons. And he's led the majors in innings since 2018. So that's a lot of innings. Um, and he really hasn't been hurt much at all he had a little bit of an injury in 2017 since then he's pitched pretty much every start didn't just see how that works out in terms of predictions here um i wanted to see what you guys thought of these zach okay uh mvp one has Lindor, one has Machado, a couple of Soto, and Trey Turner for the National League. Soto is always
1: going to be up there. Um... I l- guess I think Paul Goldschmidt's going to be not going to be as good as he was last year. Um... I don't think Turner's gonna do it to me. Turner just seems like I don't think he'll ever be an MVP candidate. I think he'll be good, but I don't think he'll ever be an MVP candidate for me. Um Uh, Soto, I agree with Machado. I agree with um, who was the first guy you mentioned? Lindor. Hell no. Okay, no. Um, no to Lindor. I think Lindor is not even the best player in the Mets. This he's on the Mets, right? Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he's on. He's not the best player on the Mets. Um, I'm gonna say Machado Soto. Um, but to me, I think I'm also gonna look at.
0: I'm gonna say Mookie Betts. And quickly, in the in the American League, they have. Let me see here. Shohei. Yeah. Aaron Judge. Shohei. One has Jose Ramirez.
1: That's always a good one. Jose Ramirez is always a good sleeper for that.
0: Um. Yeah. So
1: Everyone has Shohei, though?
0: Pretty much. A.L. Cy Young. DeGrom leads the way. Yeah. And the NL Cy He's Cy not going to stay healthy enough to win, to win Cy young, though. Verlander and Burns. And then Sandy Alcantara right behind him.
1: I love a Burns pick there. To be honest, Verlander obviously is always going to be up there, and yeah, Sandy Alcantara. I don't think he'll do as good as he did last year. Actually, I think you know, I think Alcantara will fall off a teeny bit last year, which means I think he'll lose out on the A's on the NL side Young, but I think, to me, I think Burns. I'm going to pick Burns, okay. and then for the AL, did I go crazy and pick Shohei? That would be an interesting one if Shohei wins MVP and Cy Young. Is that even loud? I don't even know uh, if that's loud. It should be. Um. Here's what I think. In the AL, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Shohei for Cy Young. I don't think Degrom stays healthy long enough to be, uh, be MVP, be Cy Young.
0: So who are you picking?
1: Shohei. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do Shohei wins Cy Young and wins MVP.
0: What about prediction time for the divisions? So we'll go – I guess we'll go AL East first. I'm going to go Yankees.
1: Yankees, not even close to me, actually. I don't know why I thought about that.
0: Do you think Toronto and Baltimore can make it interesting? Baltimore is not going to come or close I to what the Yankees Tampa Bay, did. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is not going to come close to what the Yankees do. And
1: Toronto to me. I oh don't know. I don't trust Toronto that much. The pitching scares me. They got Manoa. I don't trust much. there. I don't trust many of the other guys. AL's. Besides Manoa, I don't trust any of the other guys.
0: AL Central, I'm going with the Guardians.
1: But I'm between the White Sox and Twins on this one, actually. I think the Guardians regress. Um I gotta go to the twins, obviously I can't I think the twins actually do have I think they put together oh. the pitching staff this year finally, which is like something we've not had in two years. In like years. We've had five we have five six guys that can easily be in a top four of a
0: rotation. Hmm. So yeah. Um AL West I got Astros. Yeah, Astros not even close. I think Seattle would be a close second though.
1: Uh, not even close. I think Seattle will be like maybe 10 games behind the Astros. Wow. I think the Astros win like 100 and. I think the Astros win like 110 this year.
0: Wow, 110 games. Mm-hmm. I'd say maybe 100, not 100. 110. <laughs> um, uh, and at least I really want to go with the Phillies, but it's so hard because they're playing. The Braves and the Mets. Yeah, you're not gonna lot. like my
1: answer. I'm gonna choose the Braves. I'm sorry. They just they got better to they got better to me, and I just I like the Braves. We really just seem like every year they should win that division.
0: I think the Phillies will get second this year, behind the Braves, and the Mets Ugh. will be third.
1: I I agree with that because I think the Edwin Diaz loss
0: That's gonna is hurt. massive because they have nobody in the back end the out games.
1: But to me also, and I don't know if we talked about this yet, but the Reese Hoskins loss is big. Scary for me as well because I don't like Sosa and I don't like Sosa.
0: I, proved himself well last year. I actually like him,
1: but he's really bad against what is it lefties or righties? He's really bad against one of those. Yeah, he's a terrible against one of those.
0: I'm interested to see what Derek Hall can do.
1: Oh, Derek Hall is what I'm thinking of. He's really bad against one of those. I think I'm not sure. Anyway, I'm not really sure about him, but that still scares me though. That's still terrifying. Me. Plus, um, Harper
0: won't be back till. You who know, was like June. Yeah, that also scares me. Yeah. Um And then NL Central uh Cardinals.
1: Did I go with the Brewers? Did I do it? Uh I'll give me the Brewers. I'm gonna do it.
0: Okay. And then NL West Dodgers.
1: Yeah, my even close Dodgers. Dodgers is so good. They're, ter- they're terrifying. Um Let's go. In- imagine if they get Shohei next year. That's not even fair. No, that's not even fair. That's I'm like. Imagine if they get it though.
0: That's not even fair. Um. Let's go into the match play that was this weekend. It actually, was pretty interesting. Oh, it was so good. In the Sunday semifinal. Uh, Sam Burns takes out Scotty Scheffler in the 21st hole. And Cameron Young took out Rory McIlroy in the 19th hole. That's and Burns amazing. and Young were both down one or two in the last yeah. few holes. They came back one. And Sam Burns destroys Cameron Young 6-5 and five in the, the, the final. With Rory McIlroy beating Scheffler in the consolation match. But however, this is the last time the PJ Tour is doing this. Like what 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 are your thoughts, Zach, on them axing this event? It's a terrible
1: move for the PJ. This is the most fun event of the year in my opinion. Besides like the actual majors, like this event is just so fun. Who doesn't love watching players go 1v1 in a March Madness style bracket once you get there? Or just watching like a group stage? Like you're gonna need to watch guys like Roy McRoy and Scotty Scheffler like go head to head. Like, who doesn't love watching that? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a it's a great event. We do it every year. It's a really popular event. I mean, players love it. You know, we saw on Full Swing Matt Fitzpatrick and the Ian Poulter matchup on Full Swing. Great show. Watch that. Um, and like how much it meant for Fitzpatrick to beat Poulter in a match play. Yeah. Right. Like players love that tournament.
0: Um, what do you think of Sam Burns? Is this is his his fifth win in 46 starts here's the thing EGA tour
1: Sam Burns is feeling something right now uh, no, nah, Sam Burns is a great player completely dominated uh, Cameron Young in the final but um you know anyone that can go in and beat Scotty Shuffler should be automatically considered, like, one of the top golfers in the world <laughs> because of the fact that they beat Scotty Scheffler in a one-on-one. Like, yeah. no one beat Scottie Scheffler in a one-on-one. Um, that's insane to me. Um, one second.
0: Yeah, Burns won three times last year. He now already has two wins this year. Ranked number 10 in the world. It's weird. You don't hear anything about him.
1: Yeah, he just he just finishes he
0: finishes really high in events.
1: Um, he has a twelfth. He has two top six finishes this year. He has a top seven. He has a first place finish this year. Um, let's go back to last year. Um, I mean, he he won the Charles Schwab. He won the Valspar. He won the Sanderson Farms. He finished second in the Zerk Classic. Like, this guy is just... He finished fourth in the RBC Canadian Open. This guy is on fire right now. And it's fun to watch.
0: Yeah. um, He actually was up... Three up through three holes over Scotty Scheffler. Then he went one or two down then he uh burns a birdies on 13, 15 and 17 and then on the third extra hole he makes birdie on the par 4 to seal the deal after Sheffield made a birdie putt on on the previous hole to win the match um so that was that was that um sam burns is your match play champion um yeah, the Valero Texas Open next week, which no one will play in. And then um, next week you, have, following week you have the Masters. And uh interesting uh, thing here is Zach, is the 13th hole at Augusta named Azalea, the par 5 13th hole, has been uh, lengthened by 35 yards. Which will actually prove to be somewhat of a par five, compared to previous years where guys are hitting driver wedge on every hole. Zach, what are your thoughts on on that hole now? I mean, God, Masters is
1: amazing, um, but now the thirteenth hole is obviously like the cra- They chain change; I just it's insane. <laughs> that, was, that was no analysis whatsoever. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was getting ready for it. I was preparing, um, and I completely blanked out on what I was actually gonna say. So, um, on that hole specifically, like, are you telling me, like, like, are you, like, every hole at Augusta is inc- insanely hard, and like every hole at Augusta is challenging, and every goal on Augusta is gonna test every player? I'm not looking at a specific hole like 13 and saying, man, this hole is really gonna be tough. Now I'm looking at Amen Corner saying this hole's gonna be really tough. I'm looking at I'm looking at hole one, hole two, hole three, hole four, all the way to eighteen and saying all these holes are gonna be tough.
0: Because that's what Gus is. It's one of the most challenging courses in golf. Mhm. Yeah, I mean I think I mean the problem was in the past that players would hit driver wedge in this hole. It's a par five. Or driver and a short iron. Now that moving it back you're probably hitting driver mid-iron which actually makes it kind of challenging somewhat compared to previous years I mean it averaged 4.77 last year um for the scoring average on that hole and uh yeah that's just not it's too easy for a course like the masters um but people are saying now that you have to hit driver, you can't just sling a three-wood around the corner, and you have to hit a mid-iron in the screen, most likely. Um, so, uh, this would be, be interesting to see how players play it now. Um... So yeah, like you won't be able to hit it over the corner and have like a short iron in stuff like that. But um, do you think do you think Rory McIlroy finally gets it done this year, or do you think he's waiting another year here for his Masters title?
1: Oh, it's tough. I think Rory. I don't think Rory gets it done this year. I think Rory wins a major this year, but I don't think he wins that one. Wow. Um, but no, I do think. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think who did I say was going to win
0: this? They're saying John Rom's a betting favorite. Well, John Rom's always gonna be a betting favorite. Um Scottie second, Rory McElroy third, Cameron Smith, who we forgot about some on tour, but he's fourth. Uh yeah, I think
1: for me at least I've always um one second. Sorry. I've I, I picked I picked all the major winners and I'm trying to find I'm trying to find who I picked. Because I picked this a while ago who I picked to win. And I want to make sure I have it. Wow, I did. I did pick John Ron to win the Masters. I was right.
0: For what reason?
1: Um, he's so good. Uh, what other reason? Like, like he literally just competes at those events. Like he's always top two, up three. He d- He was at that point that I picked him to win. He was top ten basically in every single tournament. I felt like yeah, like the dude is an absolute menace on the golf course, and it's so fun to watch him play. And he's a firehead, and I like that. Um, I picked him to win the Masters. Hmm. I did pick all four major winners, though, way early on in the year. What your other ones? Um, I have him winning the Masters. I have Scotty Shuffler winning the PGA. I have Will Zalatoris winning the U.S. Open. And I have Victor Hovland winning the Open.
0: Who do you have winning the U.S. Open? Or the PGA? The PGA is Scheffler. And then you have Zala Torres winning the U.S. Open. And or not Victor the Victor Hoblin.
1: I have, yeah, and then Victor Hovland winning the. Uh, okay. Winning the Open. Interesting. I think, I think he's going to win one this year. I don't know. Something's telling me he's
0: going to win one this year. I'm to see it. It'll definitely be interesting to see. I, mean, I think Mako has a really good chance this year. Though. He's been playing really well. This He's whole playing year.
1: really well every year coming into this tournament. He still doesn't win
0: it. I mean, He came, what, was it second last year when he, he shot that final around 64? That was pretty impressive. Did JT um, just came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah. On that one. Right? Did JT no. won
0: Masters last No, it was uh Scheffler. Right.
1: I thought JT won the Masters last. No,
0: Scheffler won it last year.
1: Oh no, JT won the U.S. Open last
0: year. No, he won the PGA last year. That's right, PGA. Beat Torres in the playoff. Sheffler did
1: doing the Masters. Okay, yeah, he did win the Masters. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: fair. Matt Fitzpatrick won the U.S. Open.
1: Mm-hmm. And who won the Open?
0: Cameron Smith.
1: There we go. Right. Yes. Out Rory.
0: Cameron I forgot about that um, one. to take a quick break or come back. We're going to talk about NFL news. On Sounds the other side. great to me. Villanova is holding its first annual Financial Wellness Week, Tuesday, March 28th, and Wednesday, March 29th, in the West Lounge of Doherty Hall. There will be different speakers each day covering topics from retirement, social security, and financial tips for your 20s and 30s. This will be a Lunch and Learn, so feel free to bring your lunch. For more information, contact Patrick Valentine at patrick.valentine at villanova.edu. This is your reminder.
1: If you've been prescribed antibiotics, be sure to finish them as prescribed by your health care provider, even if you start to feel better. Finishing the full course of antibiotics prevents the growth of drug-resistant germs, reinfection, and worsening symptoms. In the Know with NOVA Nurses. This message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio.
0: And welcome back in here to Sports Takes with Jake. And final segment here on the NFL. And uh, big story, obviously, being Lamar Jackson. <laughs> um, we were debating about this before the show, Zach. Uh, what are your thoughts on this Lamar Jackson's? I
1: mean, what is there not to talk about here, I think? Um, it's just... He's he's a great player. He's one of the top uh, players in the entire NFL. Uh, he can't stay healthy. That doesn't, he has, that doesn't take it back from the uh, fact that he has, b- one of the, he has the most he most talented QB in he the have? NFL. One.
0: one he's point. one of the
1: most talented QBs in the NFL. That when he's he on runs the field. way
0: too much. He,
1: he was uh, a top MVP candidate before uh, he got hurt last year. Newton
0: was too, and look where he at. he's at now. He's a washed-up 30-some-year-old quarterback. You're not—oh, my God. Lamar is not have the same build as Cam Newton. Lamar is a same different QB
1: than Cam Newton. No, okay,
0: he's, he's a better version of Cam Newton, but, like, he's still going to be by 28, 29. Be he's done 26. There. All right, 31, he'll be done. The he's NFL.
1: 26 years old. He's on the market because the Ravens don't want to pay him because he gets he's I wouldn't want to pay him either.
0: He's never healthy, and he complains all the time. It's like, dude, shut up. He doesn't complain all the time. He's never complained. What did he do the last five games of the year? He sat out. He should have been playing he hasn't that playoff sat game. Out.
1: He was hurt.
0: He could have played.
1: He was, could not have played. He would have played if he could have. Yeah. Mm.
0: Okay. He might have been hurt, but, like, him demanding $250 million guarantee just asinine. It's insane. Who's going to pay him? No one. I mean, that's obvious. The market's saying, look, we're not paying you that. Falcons need a quarterback. They're not paying him that. Commanders need a quarterback. They're not paying him that. Jets need a quarterback. Jets, paying
1: Jets would pay him for that. Chats to pay whatever they want. They're going stupid. for Aaron Rodgers. They're going for a $50 million a year QB. <laughs> yeah, which I don't, don't really agree with either. But 39, Who's literally nearly who's 40 years old.
0: <laughs> okay, but you're not answering my question about Lamar, though. What? Why is he asking for $250 million guaranteed? Because he can.
1: He's the top QB in the NFL. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> He's not? Yes, he is. I have ranked as I have him ranked. As the 7th best QB in the NFL.
0: You said, okay, I thought you said first. No, "No I said 7th. Okay. But still, like, I I just don't understand why everyone's so, like, hell-bent about this. Zach. Because he's (laughs) a top
1: name in the NFL. When you're a top brand, you're going to get all the news. He's a top QB in the NFL, and you're going to get a ton of news on that because you're a top brand QB. But, like, he's hurt,
0: though. He's always hurt. He doesn't play at the end of the year when it matters. He does play. What do you mean? He freaking He missed the last five games last year. He missed games He he before won before the Ravens that. a playoff game two two years ago. Aw, he won a playoff game. <laughs> Come on. He's like, he's only gotten to the divisional round once. Look who and he's had ex- to play. And then they're gonna, he's going to say, yeah, I want $250 million game. Jalen Hurts faced nobody in the playoffs, and you're telling me he's a good QB. Because he is. He went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl.
1: And he lost.
0: Yeah, because of defense And sucked. Lamar
1: went toe toe with Patrick Mahomes multiple times in the playoffs as well, and he's lost. There's no difference. Yeah. I don't see a difference between Jalen Hurts and Lamar. The thing Hurts is, Hurts Lamar. is
0: durable, though. He, hasn't, he missed, like, what, one game?
1: Two games. Three games. Actually, he missed three. I think he missed three at the end of the season.
0: No, he missed two. But... I don't know. I, I just never have, I, I don't know I just think Lamar just like he just doesn't there's just something about him I've never really liked I just I mean this whole thing with him not having an agent just screwing himself over big time
1: I don't think it is
0: dude the whole job of an agent is to negotiate a contract for you not to have emotions and in, they
1: aren't like, giving my contract he wants
0: okay then where's he gonna go no one else is willing to pay him that. I bet you the Jets will. If they if they don't get
1: it, if they don't get Rodgers, which right now it doesn't look like they're getting Rodgers, I bet you the Jets for chase real fast. I've also seen rumors that the Colts might go for him.
0: Why? He's gonna be out of the league in like four years. Running okay. quarterbacks just do not work in the NFL. They don't You're
1: right, you're right. Jalen Hurts can be out of the league in four years as well then.
0: Well, he's more durable, so. He's a running QB. He's not as running. He's not. He's a running QB. He's not as running QB as Lamar. Lamar Jackson, literally every play is like running. Like they're literally running all these run plays for him. Like that's not. They do to Jalen Hurts sometimes. But not they all, do to Jalen
1: Hurts all the time.
0: No. And the playoffs is different, but not well, in the also, regular season. Also, they actually supplied Jalen Hurts <laughs> wide receivers. They gave they gave Lamar Jackson. Yeah, well, that's that's the Ravens' fault then. For not giving him... yeah, that that's wrong. They literally built their whole offense around him.
1: No, they did. They didn't build any wide receivers or running backs around him, Billy. They gave him an injury from running back. They gave him two wide receivers that couldn't catch a ball. So where does he go next? I I still say the Jets. I also see the Colts possibly shaking things up and making a move. Oh, God. (laughs) I I bet you the Colts could do it. I bet you the Colts would do it.
0: I just I don't know I think you're getting a guy that's gonna be there for. A I 100 believe the
1: Colts might trade four, trade trade fourth overall for Lamar, and then the Ravens take their QB at four. I 100 believe that.
0: I assume you're gonna get Lamar for a few years, and he'll get he'll be out of he'll be done, four five.
1: You years. can say that, but we also don't know that. Then you have to say that you Hurts
0: too. I mean I hope he's not out of the league that fast, but.
1: Because he's, Dylan Hurts is to get a bigger contract than Lamar's going to get, and he's got to be, and he'll be out be on the league well. The I mean, let's be honest. I think
0: Dylan Hurts is a better leader than Lamar Jackson. Actually, it's close. I don't know. I've ever, ever seen Lamar like be that guy. Like he just seemed. I don't know. He just doesn't seem like that to me. Unless I'm wrong, but I don't know.
1: I don't know. I I don't know about the leader thing. It's I hard. Just, to see. I just
0: it just it's just weird to me. This whole situation is like a she said he said thing, and.
1: It's not that like she said he said thing. The Ravens didn't say anything. Lamar actually came out and was actually honest with the media and said what's going on because no one was willing to say in the Ravens organization that Lamar requested a trade. Because Lamar, had to come why are you and say. gonna
0: give the man 50 million a year when he, he's not gonna be? He's not asking
1: for 50 million a year. He's asking for a similar contract to what Deshaun Watson got.
0: Well, the Browns are stupid and gave Deshaun Watson way more money. That's than
1: not it, that's not Lamar's fault. But Lamar is a better QB
0: than Deshaun Watson is. Well, the Ravens are going to say, well, the Browns are just being stupid and giving him that stupid money, and we're not paying you that. Well, but you can't with them. That's not how the market
1: works. The Browns screwed up the market because of that trade, and so now Lamar can say, I'm better than did I'm better than Deshaun well, I know Watson, what you're saying. But like the Ravens
0: just be like, well, we don't believe you're worth that much?
1: Well, some team will. Some team will have to do that because some team's going to want Lamar. Some team needs Lamar for a QB.
0: It's just weird because the Baltimore is a very well run organization, so. I tend to favor the organization on this one because they've done very well with what they've had.
1: Uh, the one thing I will agree about with you here is I think Lamar got—they announced a contract Lamar got earlier in the year. He had
0: a huge
1: offer, which was a it's huge like, offer for a contract. It's not like they didn't
0: give him anything. I mean, but the, the
1: guarantee money wasn't what he wanted. I think well, that's too it was bad. like
0: like they already gave him a huge contract and he turned it down. Then he got hurt. That's his fault. He could have had the bag before the season started. This won't even be a conversation right now, but it is because he didn't accept the contract. And then he got hurt. I don't know. No, I agree. I mean, I think I don't like Jalen Hurts running the ball much either because I think that's going to hurt him in the long run. I mean, it works now, like Lamar is right now, but you, it's just, you just you've seen the NFL over and over again. These guys get hurt, and the season's just it doesn't doesn't go well here. You know. Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, I see you're slandering me in the in the group chat, but I'm just I'm going saying. against Anthony Bibbo, who's a very subjective Ravens fan, so I'm not even gonna listen to what he's saying because it's very biased. But
1: I think Raven, I think Bibbo makes a good point though on Lamar though, where he says the talent level. He's the most talented QB in the league. I'm not
0: saying he's talented, it's just I just don't think he's going to last very long. That's my argument. I just don't think he's, like, it's not worth it to pay him.
1: But we don't know what about lasting very long at this point.
0: Well, that's what I think. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but it just seems like, to me, running quarterbacks like that just don't last that long. They just get eaten up. I mean, there's just too many good players in the NFL to, to be doing that, so... I don't know. That That's my take on it. I, I've just never really liked him. I just always think he's been very... I'm not going to go against his character, right, I don't know the guy. But it just seems like, to me, like... I don't know. I just feel like he's just whining. and uh, It's just like, dude, like... You know, they already gave you a big contract. You turned it down. You got hurt. Now you're expecting you to get more money? It just doesn't make sense, you know? Like, why would that make sense?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um... Because but here's the thing, I, look, he's gonna get paid. To, but despite he's the gonna injuries. get paid.
0: Yeah, I just don't think he's. I just think he's not durable. That's my issue with him. I just don't think he's but durable.
1: Durable QBs get paid. Non-durable QBs get paid. Yeah, and I know
0: that because NFL is a QB-driven league. But
1: yeah, and I think here's the thing. He's the one of the most challenging QBs in the league. He's one of the best QBs. In I the mean, the if league. you're
0: really gonna go in on a couple of years, and I mean, I would do that. But the thing is, like, the Colts aren't really made for playoffs. The Jets, I mean, I guess kind of are, but you're in a tough division.
1: No, here's the thing. That's why I say the Colts do it, though. I think the Colts...
0: I think Lamar makes the Colts... I think Lamar
1: can make the Colts really good. I think Lamar can make the Colts wow. good.
0: Wow.
1: Okay. They have the old line to protect him. They have they have, They have have young wide receivers, and Pittman and Pierce, that actually show ability to catch the ball, unlike Rashad Bateman.
0: And... No, the Ravens wide receivers are terrible. That's yeah, every year. Awful. Um, but, yeah, so... One last quick point: Lane Johnson signs a one-year, thirty-million-dollar guaranteed contract with the Eagles to make him their left tackle through twenty-twenty-six. So, good for move. you. Well, I mean, he hasn't allowed a sack in the last two years.
1: Yeah, you had to do it.
0: I mean, he's just a beast. So
1: that to me shows uh, I'm going to retire after this year's deal.
0: Well, it's through twenty-twenty-six. Like, so they added a year on to his contract.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. But we're going to get out of here. Um, Been a fun show, Zach. Covered a lot of ground.
1: Yes, we covered a lot of ground that needed to be covered for sure.
0: And uh, next week will be Masters time. Let's we'll talk about the Phillies and Twins a little bit more. I know you're, we didn't get to talk about your Twins a whole lot, but we'll talk them, talk about them a lot more next Monday.
1: That's fine. I don't need to talk about the Twins. There's no news on the Twins right now, so we're good.
0: Um. And, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss the national champions for both men's and women's sides. So next Monday, right here, Sportage Jake 89.1 The Roar. Thanks, Zach, for being Peace. on, as always. And uh, keep it here. takes Jake 89.1 The Roar.